we shall read in the book of Second Samuel. Chapter uh, Second Samuel chapter twenty-three. We read from verse eight to verse seventeen. Uh, Pastor Ronnie, I'm going to, to start exactly where Pastor Ronnie stopped. He, he almost touched my message. But he just got to the edge of it. And uh, you will see that it is exactly in line. Uh, before we read, let's pray again. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, dear Jesus. You have been so good to us. We have seen your mighty hand doing things among us. Giving us a wonderful atmosphere. And a, a wonderful feeling of fellowship and friendship. And Lord, we know that your, your spirit loves that kind of atmosphere. Now we pray for the anointing for the word of God. We pray for wisdom that comes from above. Help in the expression of these words. Let us speak as the oracles of God. Open the mouth wide to the things that should be said. And close it to the things that should not be said. For we are not preaching our own thoughts or our own selves. We, we are here to serve you. And we commit all things to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ. Our Amen. Amen. Uh, these be the names of the mighty men whom David had. I want to listen to some of this, to this reading carefully. The Takmonite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains, the same was Adeno, the Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David, whom they who, um, uh, when they defied the Philistines that were there, gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his heart clave unto the sword, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to spoil. Eliezali namudira mtawanywa dodai omwana omwa kochi, omu kubasajja basa tu abama nyabali ne daudi, bwebaso moza abafilisuti abali bakungani deyo kuluana. Now 
Abantu nebaddayo ennyumawe okunyaga obunyazi. And after him was Shama, the son of Agi, the Hararite, and the Philistines were to get, gathered together unto a troop, and there was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines, but he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a, gr- a, a great victory. Nesama mtabaniwa aji omkalari ye ya mudira Awabafisu tibali wakunganye okuba echibina Awali omusiri gwe janjalo Abantu nebaduka abafisu uti Na ye na imirira wakatimu musiri na agukuma Nata abafisu uti mukama na aleta okuangula okunene And the three of the chief And three of the third chief went down and came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Adullam and the troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in an hold and the garrison of the Philistines was, was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well in Bethlehem which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. Nevasatu ku bakulu amakumia satu nevaserengeta nevajja iridawudi mubiro eviyama kungula eriempuku adulam. Nechwina chafisu tivali basisi de mochuwamvu lefaim. Era Daudi yali mumpuku mubirebyo na Filisuti abomchigo bali mu Besekem. Au Daudi neegomba nayo guarantee singa wabaddewo ananywesa amaza gava muluzi ole Besekem oli kuwankachi. Na basajja abasatu abamanyi nebawaguza mujje ya Filisuti nebasena amazi muluzi ole Besekem olwali kuwankachi. Nebagatwala nebagaletera Daudi naye natakiriza May the Lord add blessings, we can be seated. Now, my, my message this evening is, is going to be David's mighty men. Amen. The mighty men of David. Now, now, when you talk about mighty, that is strong. Now, physically, uh, even among us here, we have people who are, more, who are who are stronger than others. There are some people who can lift uh, a very heavy load. And others can, can just lift something small. Or do something that needs physical strength. Now, nobody, there is nobody who becomes, who, 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 who is born being strong. A small baby cannot do anything, cannot even rise up from where the, where, where she, he or she is laying. They are weak and feeble. They cannot do anything. But strength in the body 
It comes through eating Eating the correct kind of food And, uh, and exercise, working Now there is something in the, in, the, in the functioning of the body of a, of a, of a human being If you lie in bed Without doing anything for just two weeks, with you know, it maybe it's difficult for you to 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 to, to believe what I'm telling you. But if you lay in bed without doing anything for more than two for two weeks, your muscles become they waste. They become thin. Sometimes when you are sleeping, you are not conscious, but you keep on turning. Muscles have to do something constantly. Otherwise, people who get like maybe like a stroke. And they cannot move at all. If they lay in hospital for two weeks, if the physiotherapist doesn't go to exercise their muscles, by that time you find the muscles become flabby and weak. And the body becomes just very frail. Now, we are talking spiritual things. Spiritually, spiritually, you become, you become spiritually strong when you eat and you exercise. Nobody comes, no, as a newborn baby in Christianity, like the sister who got saved today, that's a newborn baby. There is nobody who is born uh, spiritually being strong. They are weak. Now, and if you are born in Christianity, and you never eat, or you, you eat poorly, and you don't exercise your faith muscles. You remain weak. You remain frail. You will have no ability. And there are some people who become Christians. They get, they get born again in the kingdom. But they eat very little. And they never exercise their faith. See? So they remain weak. They only have enough strength to testify that they are saved. And to pray for blessings over food. Before they eat. But they never exercise their faith. So they remain weak Christians. Now, I, my lesson is not very, very, uh, uh, you know, very complicated. Let's, let's read First Peter chapter 2. 
It talks about the newborn babies. First Peter two, two and three. And As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Ovanga. Yes, First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. And when you are older, you, you, God expects you to change your diet. For the, for the young, they should drink the sincere milk of the word. Then those who are older, they eat strong meat. Mm. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 For when the time that ye ought to be teachers ye have need that one teach you again the, which be first the first principles of the oracles of God and are becomes such as have need of milk and not of strong meat for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Bebulania tano kumina bili kubanga wechibagwanira okuberanga abayigiza olwebiro ebyayita mweta gana te omuntu omuntu okubayigiza ebisokerwako now, so there was, a, there was a time Brother Branham was, a, was asked a question. How do you grow as a Christian? And his answer was simple. Read your Bible and pray. Now, and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm preaching to the converted. I don't know. So you seem to be a very strong church. Strong churches. I don't know. But I always remind people the importance of reading the word of God. Recently I had a youth meeting. In, in fact, it was last weekend. Weekend, you went there in our region. And uh, I made the youth, we made a covenant with the youth that they are going to read, to read the whole Bible within a year. From cover to cover. It's amazing how many people are Christians 
They read the they, they have the Bible, but they don't know what is contained there. They have the, the message books, but they don't know what they have the whole message, but they don't read it. They don't listen. They just listen occasionally. And I always say that if you are a Christian, you have been saved for more than five years. And you have never finished the Bible. Shame on you. You are ashamed to Christianity. You don't eat. You think you eat, but you don't eat. You don't eat enough. Amen. If you are a Christian, and you know how to read, and you have the message, the books, but you do not know what is there. You have a library of books. But you do not know what is there. You have not read every book in your library. See? I recently listened to a motivational speech. Somebody sent a clip. And I think I liked that clip. The, a day has 24 hours. Now, how do you spend those 24 hours? You may, you may tell me, brother, I'm employed. How many hours do you spend at your time of a place of work. Mostly it is eight hours. How long does it take you to get to work? Maybe one hour. So that makes nine hours. When coming back home, maybe another one hour. So that's ten hours. And then sleep. How many hours do you sleep? Maybe six hours. That makes sixteen hours. 16 Eight hours. So what do you do with those eight hours? Those eight hours, they make a difference between an educated man and an uneducated man. For those people who value education. Because for those who value education. They, they use those, those eight hours. To get their bachelors. Their masters. Their those eight hours. Are the ones that make good businessmen. They are the ones that make people plan. And, and do things. Other, when others are sleeping, 
Others have those others use those eight hours for planning. Spiritually, these eight hours are the ones that make the difference between a strong Christian and a weak Christian. Because the, the weak Christian, he does not have, he thinks he has, he has no time to eat the word. They just confuse things, just chatting, talking useless things, and visiting, and chatting, and they have a, li a library of books. But they don't know what those, that library contains. They even have books, they have written their names all over. But they don't know what is there. And uh, they don't spend enough time praying. Because you use those hours for praying. Is that right? Yes, but they are not well allocated for praying. So they don't pray enough and they don't read the word enough. So they remain weak. Now, because you know, there is something funny about spiritual things. You may think you are strong because you are surviving. And it is because this biological body feeling, this body is living. So spiritually you think you are also living. But you can be living physically and spiritually dead. In the same way you can be physically strong but spiritually weak. The other thing that determines whether you are strong spiritually is exercising your faith. Listen carefully. The faith may be weak. I cannot blame you for that. But if it remains weak, then I have a problem with you. Because nobody comes to Christianity with a strong faith. Just like you cannot come into this world strong. But if it remains weak, then there is a problem. Because that little faith is not being exercised. It is not growing muscles. Faith has to be exercised so that it can be strong. Now, let me show you how to exercise faith. 
First of all, let me justify and prove to you by the Bible there is something called exercising faith. First Timothy chapter 4. And verse 7 and 8. It was Paul talking to his disciple Timothy. And he was saying, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of life that now is and of that which is to come. Exercising faith. Now, let me, let me explain it before I read it from the prophet. How do you exercise faith? Now, I want you to listen to this one, this part carefully. I'll, I'll use it. I'll use it a lot later. Now, many times, even the testimonies that we have had here, I'm not saying that is how, that is how those testimonies came. Right? I don't want somebody to feel as if I'm rebuking them. No. I'm just, I'm just making a point. Many times when we give testimonies, what do we do? You are prayed for. The hands are laid on you. And then you go home. Then once you go home, if you are feeling pain or some other manifestation of disease, when the disease is when the manifestations of the disease is gone, that's when you write the note. And then all of us clap. And we praise God. That is not exercising faith. That is very good. But that is for babies. Amen. Let me tell you the exercising of faith. It is like that man who was prayed for by Brother Branham when he was blind. He took God at his word. When he said, he took this promise that when the elders lay hands on him, the disease goes away. The disease will leave him. The, his eyes will get open. So he believed God. He believed what God has. 
said and he fulfilled God's condition then the prophet told him go and testify without one evidence And then he started testifying. Yeah, I'm healed. Thank God for healing me. He was as happy as if he was seeing. Amen. It's like this. If you, the prophet used to give this example. If I'm hungry and I have no money, and then you give me, I don't know how much bread costs. How much does bread cost? One dollar. One dollar. Okay, you give me a dollar. Now I'm hungry. But if you and have no money, but if you give me a dollar, and I know there is a supermarket there, I'm as happy with the dollar in my pocket. I'm as happy as if I have the loaf of bread. Because I know as I go to the supermarket, when I supermarket, I'll get it. When I go to the counter, I have the purchasing price. And when I leave the supermarket, I'll dip my hand in the in the in the in the loaf of bread. And I'll be chewing my hand. So it is not the bread. It is the dollar. Now faith has the dollar. So we want to, we want people to testify. Holding the dollar. Rather than testifying when they have the bread. We are now testifying when we have the bread. When you, are, when you are prayed for, the minister has given you the dollar. Why do you wait until you get the bread? That is not exercising faith. I believe God has been gracious to us. But now it is time, brethren, to exercise the faith. We believe in God, what God has said. Amen. Without waiting for evidence. Then it shows we believe what God has promised. And we have got to exercise that. If we don't, our faith will always be weak. We will be always be questioning. Is the Bible right? Can these principles of the Bible really work? Let me tell you. Something that has just come to me. Now, in this message called 
the Messiah. No, sorry, not the Messiah. Yeah, even the, in the Messiah it is there. But also in the message called Christianity versus idolatry. Listen to this reasoning. Brother Branham taught. He was teaching about idolatry. That the idol worshippers don't think that they are worshipping that stone uh, form. That is there. They know that it is made of wood or, or, or cement or something else. They are intelligent enough to know that they are the ones who made it. But this is their doctrine. They believe they have been taught by their priests that there is a God in the supernatural world let us say it is a God that gives them harvest so what they do they make an idol made in an image that they believe that that supernatural God or goddess because of some of the gods are female they make an image that they believe that that God or goddess would be pleased to come and dwell in so when they are kneeling down before that stone they are not worshipping that thing they are believing that it is that God in the supernatural world that is coming in that image and that, that is what they are worshipping and sometimes what they do they have been taught by their priests that if they go before that thing with a certain sacrifice and they do certain things sometimes they torture themselves cutting themselves with knives and things and the blood gushes out that when they go through that that God will be so pleased with what they are saying they are doing that he will come through that Thing and talk to them. Okay? Now, what they have been taught, they believe it with all their heart. And their faith is tested by fire. And what they do, after they have gone through that sacrifice and that process there are some other guys here who are making a fire 
very hot coals. They, they fan them. They oh, fan them. Until they become from red to white. And this believer has to walk through that fire. He must not run. He walks slowly. His feet sinking into the fire. And when he is when he and he walks about 15 feet. Atambula footing kuminatano. And they walk through that fire. And they don't get hurt at all. Atene batafuba Reading that message, you'll find it there. I've also seen them on TV. Yeah. Someone will do that. Go through the, the rituals. I saw one man. He had a fat wife. And she put, he put her on his back. And he walks through the fire. And he comes through the other side. Without even a scotch. Now, I know you may say, but that is witchcraft, brother. Now, some tourists. American tourists they try thinking there is a trick but after one or two steps they have to be rushed to hospital with an ambulance because they cannot even come from the fire people have to rush there to get them back but those guys do that. Now, I wish I had that quote here. Maybe I'll read you tomorrow. Because I can see some people, you know, being shocked by that. But let me tell you what Brother Branham said. He said, if somebody can be that, if that level of sincerity somebody believing a false doctrine faith in a fake God because those gods don't exist but the faith in this man is so strong that it protects him from the fire. You know, the problem with Christianity is that people don't actually believe the Bible. We have a true God. There is a God in heaven. God is there. He exists. He is watching us now. There is no doubt about that. He does not, listen, he does not need idols of, 
of wood. You and me are the idols. He is living in us. Brother Gideon, when he was introducing the ministers, he was quoting Brother Branham that Brother Branham said that these ministers the fivefold ministry they are like my suit God is clothed in the fivefold ministry Amen That's the Bible Do you believe you are priests? Do you believe your Bible? If you believe your Bible, it is tested by fire. Can we believe Brother Branham was challenging us to believe our doctrine, our Christian doctrine, with the same level of sincerity that those heathen believe their false doctrines. Amen. Now, and that's what I'm saying. That people have to exercise faith now. Not wait until they cut the loaf of bread to see whether that dollar can actually buy. Brother, this is not a fake dollar. This is the truth. When you present it, the supermarkets will accept it. Amen. The supermarkets of heaven in the spiritual world. The devil recognizes the believer. Satan Now, from this in this message called uh, preparation. I'm telling you now when you walk on the, to the altar one day and said I accept Jesus as my savior raise up your hand and start praising thanking him for your salvation you couldn't show by any you couldn't show any physical results but you went ahead and you believed it you stayed with it you confessed it you believed it now everybody knows you got it it's the same thing by healing faith is simple like the sister who got saved here. Does she have any evidence that she is saved? No. But she believes it. And she'll 
When she goes home, I expect her to start telling her people, now I am a Christian. Now she goes and tells her business friends or whatever she does. No, I cannot do those things anymore. I am saved. Although there is no evidence, the note happens. As she exercises the strength to claim salvation, she gets, she gets cleansed all the habits go away appetite for the things of the world goes away she develops a longing for the Bible a longing to go to church and salvation actually becomes real it is the same thing with healing that's what the prophet is saying here let me read you. He says, everybody knows you got it. Salvation now. Do the same thing by healing. Accept him on the same basis. I accept him as my healer. Don't get that little cowed down saying, well, I don't believe I can move this foot. That is, if you are lame, if you are walking by a crutch, I don't believe I can move this foot. Why not? You might not be able to walk perfect for a month, but kick that crutch away and walk away anyhow. Amen. If you're walking by crutches, God is pronounce and say, I, I am healed. I don't need these crutches. Take them away. Amen. You may not be able to move the foot for even a month. But testify. And your Amen. That's what he said. On the same basis. Now, another one. The resurrection of Lazarus. 53, 1122. The prophet Nabi. He, had he had given the story of how Mary accepted the angel's word. And her faith is the one that formed Jesus in her womb. Because she accepted what God said. I tell you, what Evans Vile needs today, what Kampala needs today, is like, the, and the rest of the world, is some more Marys, who will take God at his word, and start rejoicing over it. Amen. 
Now, she didn't wait until she felt life. Until she feels the baby kick. She started testifying. She just took God at his word. Don't wait and say, Now, when my foot gets a little better, I'll believe it. When I can move my foot a little more, believe it now and start rejoicing. Hallelujah. Amen. Take God at his word. It will produce just exactly what he said. Amen, brother. Amen. I feel like a whole roller right now. Look, you are going to call me anyhow. Oh, when people will take God at his word. God said he will heal you. Believe it. If God said he will save you and you believe it, can you imagine somebody coming to be saved and then God in heaven refuses to heal them, to, to save them? It is in the same way. That's what Brother Branham is saying here. Believe it. God said he'll give you the Holy Ghost. Believe it. God said he'll give you eternal life. Believe God still got angels. He still got his man. He still got his ministry. He's got everything just as he always had. And, and he will get somebody who will believe it. So, exercising faith, this is what I'm trying, trying to talk about. We've got to start exercising. Let me tell you. You may ask me. Suppose it fails. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That is not yours. Let me tell you. We were talking about eating. The reason why people don't, don't, be, don't eat the word. They hear challenges like that. But they don't they don't uh, they don't believe it. Or rather they don't do it. Do you know the reason why? It's because they do not believe the word. Let me tell you. When you eat, Bolia. If you are small and you are eating, you are feeding your children. You believe that if they eat, they will grow. And if they don't eat, you take them to the doctor. So that they can be helped to eat. Because you believe you have so much faith in it. Can't we have the same faith in the word of God? We don't understand. When you eat meat, 
You eat matoke. matoke. And all the wonderful food that we have here in Uganda. How do we know how it works inside? It's faith. We don't know. Even scientists cannot tell you everything about food. They know a little bit. But they don't know how it works. We take it by faith. These are the things of God. How can we have faith in physical food? But we don't have faith in spiritual food. In the same way, I cannot explain to you how when I take God at his word, that he will bring healing to me. I cannot tell you, but I know the Bible says And I believe God Amen. It's all a mystery. But we have to believe God. He's the one who made the physical systems. He's the one who made the spiritual systems. Let's not question it. But let's start exercising it. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, if we are afraid of exercising, we are, we are, we are lazy to eat, and we are afraid of exercising, we shall remain weak. See? So we better start. Now, why am I saying all this? And I'm talking about David's mighty men. Now, let's get to it. Now, David was a representation of Christ. We know that. See, I don't think we need to prove that. Now, and Christ I want us to look at it in this manner for this, for this message that Christ now is the Christ, the Christ we don't, I don't want us to, to think about Christ of 2,000 years ago. Alright? I want us to think about Christ in flesh. Christ in flesh now. When he went to heaven after his resurrection, he came back on the day of Pentecost and divided himself in his church. Is that right? On the day of Pentecost, he dwelt in them. Now, when they died, the Holy Ghost did not go to the grave with them. 
God takes his man but he does not take his spirit. The spirit remained here and go to the next generation, the next generation. And listen, it has been preserved even up to now. The Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost is on earth today. Is here with us now. The same spirit. God never takes his man. The spirit remains here. And it is, it is God in men. It is the same Christ in us. So, let us for this message. Let, let us say it is that this church is Christ. The body of Christ. Right? So that was David that time. This time is rushing. But let me just read a few scriptures. Because this is an important point. Uh, Matthew 10. You know, there is a minister that I heard preaching once. And he, he said something that I, I caught. And I think I have stuck with it. That, that when you are preaching, instead of quoting the scripture, it enters better when you read the scripture. Of course, it may not be possible to read all the scriptures. Uh, Matthew 10, verse 40. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Matthew I believe you know the scripture. It is, it is at the white throne judgment when God separated the sheep from the goats. These are the people who will come up, they will resurrect at the, after, at the white throne judgment. Those who didn't make it for the rapture. And the Bible says that God will separate them like sheep and goats. And he, he told the goats depart you cast of my father and to the fire that was made for the devil and his angels because you saw me hungry you never fed me naked you never clothed me you saw me in prison and then they asked him when did we see you 
What did he say? When you did not do it to the one of these, the, the least, the least of these, my brethren. That's the bride. You refuse to do it to me. And then the sheep. Oh, come ye blessed Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That was prepared for you. You saw me naked. You told me. You saw me hungry. You fed me. You saw me in prison. You came to visit me. The sheep was so surprised. When did we see you? He said, when you, when you did that to this, so I believe that I am speaking to the brethren of Jesus Christ. His blood washed bright. So that is Christ. Because Christ himself said that, you, it, that when people saw you and they did to you, they did it to me. Now, so the state of the church right now uh, we can liken it unto the, the, the situation or the position of David that time. Now, at the time of this, our story, where we, where we read in the Bible, David was, was a king in waiting. Mm -mm, I don't know. Hey, I just felt as if, yes, correctly. Okay. <laughs> I sensed, I don't know in, in Luganda, but I sensed that he didn't put it correct. Yes, it was a kabaka in waiting. Now, and uh, these people, these, these men that, that, uh, that were that became his mighty men. Uh, they joined themselves to him. That time, it was, he was not very popular. David was not a king. He was just an anointed king. This is where uh, this is where our message this morning it placed him that after that Goliath episode then Saul noted him and he started asking who is that, who is that boy? he was even calling him a stripling and then he, was, he told he was this and that. He called him into the palace. After being there for a while. Then 
he 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 picked an enmity with David. Yafuna obulabe oluyagula olutalo ku Daudi. And he was such an enemy. Yali mulabe nyo bwacho that it was death to be associated with David. Nti chali chitegeza kutta bwe bwe chategerwa ngancho limukwano kwa Daudi. Isn't it? Amina. Yeah, there were some priests. Waliwoba kabona 84 in number. Bakabona chinana mbana and they were all killed because they, 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 they did some kindness to David. Olokuwa balaga Daudi ekisa. It was death to be associated with him. Chali chitegeza kufa okubana akakwate ku Daudi. He was hunted like an antelope. He was rejected. He was despised. So is the church now. This, this principles that we are standing for. These principles that we are we are at, that we are fighting for. We are contending for. They are not very popular. We are called some names. That's why you people are struggling to even finish this building. See? Because you are not among the, the who is who. See? It's something shameful. It's, it's not very popular. See? But we have recognized. Let me boldly say. We have recognized and we have believed. That this is the gospel that Christ is coming to exalt. If I didn't believe it. I would not contend for it. I believe it with all my heart. It is this gospel. It is these principles. It is the one that is going to be exalted. Amen. There would be no point in preaching it. If I, if, I believe, if I believe there was something better, I would go to it. But I am now 60, over 60 years old. I have put all my life in it. And I'll contend for it until I die. And I'll fight for it. I'll do anything. Because I believe that this is what is going to bring the final picture. Amen. The things that Paul the things that Paul and the apostle and the prophet the thing they were looking for this is the thing that will bring it to pass because this is the thing that brother Branham brought us it is this, it is this line it is this line 
Amen. There is nothing wrong in being confident. And, and, and with all confidence, we are inviting everybody. Come with us. Heaven. This is the way. Amen. That's right. Now, so, so this was David. These people had recognized that this is the guy who is coming king. Now, and they had joined themselves to him with all their hearts. They had joined themselves to him. Now, listen. When they joined themselves to him, they had not, they had not strengthened themselves. Bow. I want you to note this carefully. The way you see them being mighty here, when they were joining themselves to David, they were not like that. Because if they were like that, if, if those men were in Israel and they were that strong, when Goliath made his challenge, Goliath was nothing before such men. Are you getting me? They were, they were there, but they were not that strong. I believe that they must have been inspired by David. When they saw David's faith, the way Brother Ronnie was explaining it, they, saw, they see a young boy who looks weak but he comes with the power of God and he floors a giant 14 foot tall those men got inspired and they joined him and they strengthened themselves in fact the Bible says that when they were that strong when they were on the scene they did just like David they were even stronger is that right? yeah now let me tell you this man the strength that they were having it was not supernatural strength. 
knew God was there. But you read the whole of that chapter. You find now. Supernatural, they, they never reached the, the strength of Samson. Because Samson killed a thousand. The mightiest of them. That Takmonite. He slew 800. They are just, if you read the whole chapter, you will find that the Bible describes them. Their, their strength was physical. They exercised themselves. They, they trained themselves. Until this became so mighty. That one man could kill 800 alone. Some of the weaker ones among them, you'll find that he went down. A lion, fell, a lion fell down into a pit on a snowy day. This guy went into the pit with the lion. Can you imagine that? Not in the forest, but in a pit. Such that it is either him or the lion. But the Bible says he killed the lion. In those days, the brother of Goliath also strengthened himself. And he was he was having as much strength as Goliath. He was, as, he was as strong as Goliath. You know that? Let me read you. Let me read you. First Samuel. Samuel uh, uh, it was Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Samuel Twenty-one and verse nineteen. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Elhanan, the son of Jareoragim, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. That was the, the same size as and strength as Goliath. Right? Amina. So in those days, Monakwezo, the challenge of Goliath was a small matter. He was not killed. He was killed by one of the weaker of the So what am I saying? At that time, the church, David, Dawidi, was so powerful that the challenge of Goliath became something small. 
Even if that original Goliath tried to raise his head, they would have sent one of the weaker ones. Israel had become mighty as an army because of these mighty men. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And when, when David became king, he made them rulers of cities. These mighty men. Now, my question is now. Brethren, we are here. Christ is coming to be king. Do we believe that? He is coming to exalt this church. Remember what Pastor Gideon said. The weakness of God is the weakness of the church. So the church is this state. Where are the mighty men to wait to? to strengthen the church. That's my Who will strengthen himself? Are you one of them? We are, we are at the time when David was coming to be anointed king, these men joined him. See? And they strengthened themselves. They believed in him. Before that, they had nothing to live for. They see no purpose in strengthening themselves. To be led by soul denominations. See? But now they see something. Worth giving their life for. See? Worth fighting for. Worth themselves. Now, further to my point that of how we strengthen ourselves, let me just read another uh, quotation here. Now, it's in questions and answers. Chirimo Bibuzo, Nebia Nukula, sixty-one, ten, fifteen M. Now he says, uh, The prophet had been asked a question to interpret this scripture that says, Feed my sheep and feed my lambs. No, now, and he says, eh? in other words, like this, here this morning, that's what I'm doing now. Now, sheep will only grow as you feed them sheep food. Now, if you 
fry up a big hamburger and give it to a sheep, he couldn't grow on that. Because you see, he don't, that's not sheep food. And if you if you fry him, if I would fry up or have a nice big T-bone stick fixed up and give it over to a sheep, that's not sheep food. He just couldn't eat it, that's all. Because he's a sheep. But sheep like sheep food. Well then, when you are going to sh- when you are to feed the flock of God, don't feed them on some man-made theology. Feed them on the word. That's where sheep grow from. Feed the word. Be a shepherd, a true shepherd. Feed my sheep. Lambs is the little one, of course. Sheep is, sheep is the adult. In other words, you give them food for young and the old, right? Uh, so both young and old feed the flock of God, see? And feed with the word. The word, you see the truth. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that grows uh, from the mouth of God. Is that right? So then, if a man is to live by and they are the flock of God, this is the church, they are to thrive upon the word by now, the manner of God. Feed, feed them Christ from His Word. Take the Word of Christ. Just exactly the way it's wrote here. And give it out to the sheep. No matter what anyone says. Oh, they need the hamburger. Don't you, believe it? Don't you believe it? Here is what they need right here. So this is sheep food. It makes them grow. The Holy Spirit, this is His word, His, His commission. Now listen to this. The word is the seed. The seed brings forth a plant. The plant we eat. The, the promise of God is a seed. It is planted into your heart. And we are ground, we are soil. It brings forth a plant. The plant we eat. The plant is like the loaf of bread that we talked about. But it comes from a seed. The seed is the word of God, the promise. 
When you let it fall into your heart properly. And you water it by the Holy Spirit. Then the plant will come out. The plant is what you enjoy. Now, he says, the plant we eat. Now, this is what brings forth the plant that the Holy Spirit thrives upon is the church. It feeds, it feeds upon the church. The Holy Spirit does. Rejoicing in the the presence of God because that the people is believing his word and letting him work through them giving them the very things that God promised them that they would do and God sees his church growing therefore the sheep is being fed and the Holy Spirit is being glorified so it's clear it is only when the promises of God are being manifested that's when the church is growing that's when the church is getting muscles and getting strong and God is being glorified it's the only way it is the only way see Now, and the church will become strong when the promises of God are being made flesh in them. Now, these people, as we are seeing, they almost had supernatural strength. When you see the things that they were doing, one person killing 800 facing 800 people another one 300 others killing in almost supernatural strength let me tell you this is the day that has been promised brother Ronnie talked about it but he was he talked about it in passing this is is a day of strength this is not a day of weakness this is a day when the Christian church Christ has to be served by people who almost have supernatural strength this is a day of going beyond the camp. Doing what is unthinkable. These are the days of the giants. Amen. 
Daniel saw this day. Daniel And he said, Nagamba, that the, 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 they that know their God, they shall work strong. And they shall do exploits. Amen. See? This is the day when the church is expected to do more than any other church. And it needs giants. It needs people who are strong. Blessed be the name of the And we must strengthen ourselves for the sake of the church. For the, for the sake of this heritage that God has left us. It's our responsibility. See, the Goliaths have to fall. See, this church it must reach the age. It, must be, it, it is the climax of Christendom. We must go beyond the camp. We must get out of our comfort zone. We take the promises of God and manifest them. And I know you may ask me Brother where do I start Where do I start Let me tell you where you start Start with that Goliath If you don't have a Goliath But you have just a small enemy Disturbing you Maybe a little sickness that maybe you are allowing to remain in your body. Don't let it remain in your body. God has put it there. God has allowed it to come into you so that you can kick it out. Amen. If you have a financial problem, your hands cannot meet. That is not the position of children of God. Start right there. Don't live in misery. God has promised us joy in this See? Amen. Stop. Stop nursing devils. See? Don't allow them in your life. In any form. Let's start exercising our faith. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of failing. I told you, I don't know, I can't remember. But I told you that God's word it was written before the foundation of the world. 
the prophets and the apostles they just caught the thought of God and put it in the scrolls. But the word was there before they existed. These are the thoughts of God. There is no way it can fail. Come on, brethren. Let us strengthen ourselves. Amen. Let some of us be the Takmonite. Some of us be these other guys. God is interested in people who will bring a hundredfold. Some will be sixtyfold. Some will bring thirtyfold. But let's bring something to Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, in finishing, finishing, let me just go back to exercises. How do we we strengthen ourselves? I'm just finishing. Uh, In Ephesians 6, I want us to read there. I would appreciate if we come from this convention to actually do the things that we are saying. So that when we come together again, we can actually count the progress. So that you can say, in April, I was here. But now my strength is here. This is what I've been able to achieve. So Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. God doesn't want us to be weak. He wants us to be strong. Mighty. strong. And in the power of his might. Let's not talk about the weakness of God. Let the weakest. The weakest. Be somebody like who? Like Uriah. I can't remember whether he is the one who went for the lion. That's the weakest of God. That's not human. That's not human. Let the least the weakest bring thirtyfold. But not bringing nothing. 
Let's, let's exercise our faith. Amen. The power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mwambalenga yoko wanisa yonnevi ya katonda mlio Kemu inzenga kuhimireli enkweza setani Kuwanga detumegana na msai na mbili wabula Na wama saza na wabu inza na wafugensi Abo mchiziki za chino nemyo yo ejo bubi Mubifebja wagulu Therefore, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God That you may be able to withstand the evil day And having done all to stand Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation which is the, and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto there, there with all perseverance and supplication for all saints kale muimirenga nga mwensibye muchiwato cha mwea mazima eranga mwamba de cho muchifuba obutukirivu eranga muna anisembigere okwete kateka okwenjiri emirembe erako ebyo nanga mukwati dekengabo eyokukiriza eneba inzi sanga okuzikiza obusale bonna obomuliro obomubi muwebwe ne sepewe yobulokozi nechitala echomoyo chechigambo cha katonda now i said I mentioned in my preaching that though these men were mighty, none of them reached the, the, the stage of Samson. Do we agree? Because Samson, that was not human. His physical strength had nothing to do with it. Now that was God. But if you look at the strength of Samson, the Bible says that he had seven locks of hair. Is that right? That's what the prophet said. Seven locks. Now look at this armor of God. Let's count how many locks there are. Because this is the strength of the church. From verse 13. Okay. No, verse 14. Loins got about with the truth. Say one. Breast, breastplate of righteousness the feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace shield of faith 
Helmet of salvation. Sword of the Spirit. Praying always. Seven. Musamvu. These are the seven locks. When you live this kind of life, you strengthen yourself. Amen. Amen. We do not have time to elaborate on it. But I'm sure there is a popular thing that ministers preach. The, the whole armor of God. Okay. But this is how the church ought to live. And you strengthen yourself. Now, Brother Branham prophesied. I'm finishing. And I'm going to read that prophecy. That there are some strong men that are on the way. This was in 1947. He said, uh, This is the message called Experiences. He says, The church has failed. Instead of bringing the people together in one body, it separated them just like Moses instead of speaking to the rock he smote the rock and it failed so the church will never be able to take the people over Jordan but now God has changed the order. He is sending back. You who mark my words. There is great men on the road to this world. That was a prophecy. Because this is. Those who mark my words. They are men. Coming to this world. They are See? Brother Ron was saying. This is my hour. <laughs> you remember him saying that. This is our time. Who are we? If we are if we are going to fulfill what the prophet said, we are the people that he was prophesying about. Amen. Listen to that. He didn't just talk about men. You who mark my words. There is great men on the road to this world. That's right. There is great powers on the road to this world. That's right. It will be a people that a called out people. Remember, come out of all my people. Babylon confusion and all that. God will call men out of Babylon, the confusion of the and they will strike this world 
And God is going to release his great powers. And there are people who are going to strengthen themselves for this cause. It is not physical strength. It is spiritual strength. It is faith. And imagine you, my brethren, this is this time. If the rapture is about to come, then this is the hour. Are we going to strengthen ourselves? For Brother, sister. Let's strengthen ourselves. Let's be mighty men. God is here to give it. Katonda. Blessed be the name of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now I think I'm going to stop there. Some other points and quotations, but I think let me stop there. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching us to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before, with our royal master, lift against the foe to bow to his banner. Oh, onward, Christian soldiers, marching us to war. 